Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. We are talking all things love in paradise, season two, episode two. My girlfriend's girlfriend, guys. There's it's been such a busy. How's your Friday? It's been a busy Friday, and I'm nowhere near being done the day. I have so much that I have to do. I feel like I've just been going, 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 going. <clears throat> um. Support the show, support the show. Bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Patreon subscribers are uh, exclusive interview with Jared Clark from Seeking Sister Wives is up on our Patreon. We talk all things new couples. He really explains a lot to me because it's still the whole polyamorous, poly lifestyle, plural lifestyle, all that stuff is still really confusing to me. I still can't like truly wrap my mind around it, but he explains a lot. We talk about the new couples, the Davis family, the Epps family, all of them. So make sure to check that out. Um, and also tonight we have news and gossip for my Patreon subscribers as well. So I'll see you guys in a couple of hours. In the meantime, let's talk my girlfriend's girlfriend, Valentine and Carlos. So it's the day. It's D-Day. See what I did there? I thought that was funny. Um, Valentine is leaving for Columbia and you know he he said something that was really interesting to me he's well not to me specifically but I took it specific uh that he's been video dating Carlos for a year and a half now you guys know how I feel about the whole online dating situation all of that but that makes a little bit more sense to me that's realistic right like you've been video dating so you're not really like dating dating you've been video dating so I get that. So they've been video dating for a year and a half, never met. It's all been online. And he's finally, his word, going to get his man. So a friend of his is dropping him off at the airport. And he's super anxious. He's nervous to meet his man for the first time. And also he's anxious about the proposal because he plans to propose on this trip, which I just think is fascinating 
Like, could you, could you propose to someone that you've never met in real life, knowing that you have like maybe a week with them and then you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to propose to them. Hey, Michelle. Hey girl. Hey, <clears throat> like, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I, I, I think I believe in love at first sight, but I do feel like at first sight, right? Like you have to spend some time, but what do I know? So <clears throat> first time meeting him, he's about to go propose, but you know, they have some major issues to deal with. And the fact that, you know, they're in a same sex couple, but they're both tops. And so like, how is that going to work out? Like you guys are going to have to figure that out before you move forward. Right. Because like I always say, sex is very important in a relationship. And if you guys are both not willing to compromise that situation, then how's that going to work? We know that Valentine wants to bring in a third and make it a polyamorous relationship, but how sustainable is, I mean, I know I'm just talking about seeking sister wife, but is this is what, is this the lifestyle they want to live? Cause I don't think Carlos is going to be down for that. Um, but in the meantime, he's decided that what he will do is his words, not mine. He'll lick Carlos's toes for the first few days and then figure out what's going to happen from there. <laughs> oh my God. The show, I love this show, by the way, because it's, it's over the top and I'm all about it. So <clears throat> Valentine really does feel like everything's riding on this trip. He's spent a lot of time and energy and video chatting in this relationship. So he really wants it to work. And, you know, he really wants Carlos to be for his forever. Right. So there's that part. And in the meantime, we head over to Columbia and uh, Carlos is on route to pick up Valentine at the airport. He's nervous as well because, you know, they've never met. So you got those like first time jitters. And I was looking at him. I was like, did he straighten his hair specifically for this trip? Did you guys note it? Notice it was all like long and straight and luscious. He could just like his hair blow in the wind. You know what I mean? Like it was all that because the last time we saw him was all curly because he was in the water. But I think he literally like flat ironed his hair and, and it was all straight and luxurious. Um, and he's nervous because, you know, he's opening up his life to Valentine. Uh, as we know, he's still closeted and he's been hiding his homosexuality from his, from everyone his entire life. And he's going to come out to just his sister during this trip. And he wants to introduce Valentine to his sister during this trip. So there's a lot happening. If you guys think about it, there's a lot of first, right? So they have to figure out whether there's a connection they have to figure out, you know, if they're going to get married or at least engaged on this trip. Carlos has to come out of the closet. And I don't, I mean, I don't know what that feels like or what that looks like, but I do know that from everything that I've seen and the people I've talked to and all the things that you also have to spend time out of the closet when you come out and be comfortable in and of yourself. Right. And so that's going to be something that you have to, get comfortable with and then like you're just telling your sister so what is that going to look like what about all your other friends and your family and the rest of your family like what what are you going to do then right so i feel like they have a lot of moving parts and a lot to work out during this short tip trip <clears throat> and that might be a lot it might be too much for what a week's a week's vacay i don't know do you guys think it would be a lot i feel like it might be a lot of pressure 
Um, so <clears throat> Carlos um, gets to the airport and Valentine has brought this huge panda bear as a gift that's like wrapped in cellophane, the whole nine yards. Um, and they embrace, it's a big hug, a big kiss. Like they start making out right away. So you know that the passion is there. And Valentine grabs Carlos's beard. He smells it. He's like, you smell good. And has Carlos walk ahead of him so that he can check out his butt. Because remember, he's a butt guy. So that whole thing happens. It looks like they had good chemistry. It looks like they would really get along. And, you know, that year and a half that they spent talking, video chatting, looks like at least they've they've accomplished a, at least an initial connection, right? So that looks that was a good sign. They definitely have chemistry. Um, Valentine's like, you know what, though? <clears throat> We're going to have to figure out the sex part because I'm going to need to have passion. Like, I have to have consistent passion or I'm not going to be in it. At least he knows himself, right? So he's saying sex is important to him and passion is important to him. Intimacy is important to him. So he's going to have to figure that out moving forward. And they have a lot to talk about, clearly. Um, so Valentine has also rented a car because Carlos only has a motorcycle. And I guess, you know, obviously with, with bags and stuff, that's not going to work out. So you get a, you rent a vehicle. But here's the thing that I didn't get because he rents this vehicle, vehicle and Carlos is the ultimate backseat driver. He's totally like telling him, look at the road, turn here, turn there, watch what you're doing, slow down, speed up, all the things. And I was like, well, if you're the person that lives in Colombia, why wouldn't you just be the driver? Do you know what I mean? And I get, I get that Valentine rented the car, but I've rented plenty of car in my day and you can just add a driver. So like add the driver you're the driver, you live here, you know what the roads are like, you know what the signs are like, you know how people drive there. Why stress each other out and and have someone who literally has been flying all day, halfway across the world, have to drive and like listen to you backseat drive? Like, Someone please tell me, because clearly he has a motorcycle license, so he has to have a license. So why stress out? Why stress all of us out with this bickering in the first five minutes? Because you guys have like road issues it was weird to me yeah that was my my note why doesn't he just drive shaking my damn head just drive if you got all so much to say then just drive um and then carlos does say you know he gets stressed out when someone doesn't follow his lead and i was like well you can't be leading if you're the passenger you're the passenger so you really you're just dictating and being bossy it's his first time there He's never driven in Colombia before, so one of you needs to slow down. Could have just driven. Um, Valentine says that Carlos has a resting bitch face, and it was clear that he was definitely with the resting bitch face. He was not impressed with the driving that was going on, and he was like, I don't want to die on my first date with you. And I was like, listen, fool, you're being super dramatic right now. I wouldn't want to hear that nonsense either. Like, feel free for have me pull over and you drive. Let's do that. 
either that or zip it zip uh they get <laughs> they get to carlos's place and he it's sweet he's got like these you know welcome bienvenue oh that's french i don't know anyway same thing welcome uh banners all across the house and he's got a little gift and he's got champagne now here's the thing what we learn valentine doesn't drink at all like not at all at all and there's a bottle of champagne and it's for a special occasion to toast like hey we finally met all of this stuff and he says it yes Val um carlos literally says it's champagne is for a special occasion to toast carlos freaks out no, it's not Carlos, excuse me. Valentine freaks out. He's like, is this alcohol? Is this alcohol? And Carlos like, you know, I mistook you not drinking as in you don't drink to get drunk, but like maybe a beer here or a sip here is okay. I didn't realize like you didn't drink at all, like at all at all. And then I thought, well, maybe he's an alcoholic. Like that would make sense to me. But he doesn't say he's an alcoholic. He says it stems from issues from when he was younger and fights in his family and all of that stuff. And, you know, to each their own, I get it. You know, you can be um, adamant in your beliefs. But, like, if you're not an alcoholic, in my opinion, Valentine was, like, being a little bit extra. Like, okay, you you took a one little sip. If you're, if you're not an alcoholic and you're not really drinking the drink, he was actually doing a gesture to you and, and, and saying, welcome, let's celebrate. I'm happy you're here, all the thing. But you made a big deal about it. And you're saying that he doesn't understand where you're coming from. And, and he's not respecting your boundaries and your issues and stuff. Well, either you're an alcoholic and you're not admitting it, or you're making a bigger deal out of it. Whatever the case may be, it wasn't worth having that fight. So now you had your second fight in less than an, what couple hours of, of arriving. You make him feel bad and yourself feel bad. Cause you know what? At the end of the day, even if you don't drink, you should, you're a grown ass man. It was up to you to say, Oh, is this sparkling cider? Oh, it's not. Okay. I'll toast it with you, but I'm not going to drink it. You clearly saw it getting all bubbly. You heard the pop. And we've all had sparkling cider. It doesn't pop like that. So settle down. But you chose to have a sip anyways. Um, Crystal said, that was my first thought. But an alcoholic would have known by looking at the bottle that it was alcohol. That too. That too. You read the bottle. Like, what? what's the deal? Um... And Crystal says, even kids take swigs of wine at communion. It's a symbol. He did freak out. Yeah, like he, I thought he was a little over the top. I did. I thought he was a little over the top with it. And at, at the end of the day, you're an adult, so it's your responsibility to be responsible for yourself. And whatever you're ingesting, it's up to you to, to ask the questions instead of just assuming and, like, you know, hitting that thing. Personal opinion. All right. Next up is Frankie, Abby, and Gabby. Woo, Lord, I have so much to say. Don't come for me. I just want to have a discussion. I want to have an adult discussion about all of this. I find it all very fascinating. I do want to talk about it. I do want to know your opinions. So when I start talking, don't come for me. It's, I'm, just, I'm just stirring debate, and I, I'm asking the questions. 
All right. So Frankie, 45. <clears throat> um, he's going to Puerto Vallarta next week to see, in his word, his girlfriend, Abby, um, after spending, you know, five days, five days and five nights with her and Gabby. And apparently it was the best five days of his life. And so now he's going to ask her to marry him. Full stop. Full stop. You know how crazy that sounds? I keep thinking in my head and, you know, it could be true love. It could be love at first sight, all the things. But my first thought is he's a mark. He's a mark. Like they're pulling some type of scam on him and he's a mark. That's my first thing. The second, my second thought of this whole situation is how is Abby in love with Frankie after five days with him and she's been with Gabby for 10 years. Please explain that to me. Either you're not really in that relationship and you're like sick of it or you see green card because in this episode, she does say she's going to marry Frankie and move to America. So your plan is to move to America and get a green card. So say that part because this whole best five days of my life. And now I'm going to go back to Puerto Vallarta and, and have, and get engaged is wild to me. Super wild. It's wild to me that you think that this woman is just going to leave her 10-year relationship. And, you know, perhaps she is. The bigger picture is she wants to come to America and she also wants to bring her girlfriend somehow, some way, so that they all can be together. So really, he's like your benefactor so that you can have the American dream. <sighs> so stupid. So stupid. Anyhow. So he meets up with his friend Rod Rodney and they're going to go ring shopping. And Rodney's the one that invited him on the trip. And you guys remember that Frankie is coming out of a 15 year relation, uh, marriage, right? Not just relationship marriage. And he had only been single for six months at the time. So he was depressed. And this trip was to help him like get out of that depression. Right. So keeping that in the back of your mind, Rodney and his woman invited Frankie to come on this trip just to have a good time. And now he's finding out that Frankie wants to get married to his vacay bay. And you guys know what I talk about vacay bay and where, listen, you don't, you don't marry vacay bay, have all the fun and sex you want, but you don't then make that a relationship. Come like, think about it. Y'all think about it. You only know that person on vacay. You don't know their real life. Anyhow, Rodney says, you know, that um, he felt that meeting Gabby and Abby was supposed to be a fling, he says. He wasn't, he wasn't believing that it was going to be all this and that Frankie was going to take it to the next level. Um. And Frankie even says he's not thinking with his head. He's thinking with his package. Well, Frankie, maybe you need to take a couple of seats and think about the bigger picture here. Think about the financial responsibility. Think about the relationship that she's in. Think about her intentions, right? Because, you know, I get it. I get it. You got so, you got the the dream you had a threesome you were on vacay you were drinking and eating and partying and then you have these two women jumping into your shower paying you all the attention and now you're in love like i get it but 
you should have gone back home and gotten into your right mind, in my opinion. Um, so Frankie knows. Frankie knows he's not thinking cl clearly, but he's moving forward anyways. And Rodney says, you know, I, I just don't understand what's happening here. Like, I don't even get what you're doing. Yes, it's crazy, Michelle. It definitely sounds crazy. And so they go ring shopping and the jeweler was like, you know, tell me a little bit about your, your fiance. Like, does she wear jewelry? And Frankie's like, no, nah, she doesn't wear jewelry. And Riley's like, how would you know? You don't even know her. You haven't been around her long enough to know. Five days? <laughs> oh, hey, Becca, you're new. Becca says he thinks his package is the bigger picture. Facts. 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 Get it where you can get it. Um, and so Rodney is just like clowning him. He's like, you don't know. You don't know whether she's a jewelry person because you don't know anything about her. Those are straight facts. And then you guys, I was like, is he having a little cocktail? So he sips on what looks like bourbon or whiskey. Yeah, I, I get that you're going to need a drink because A, you're about to drop a bunch of money on a ring for a woman that you only know for five days who's in a 10-year relationship with another woman. Have all the drinks. Have all the drinks. Make all the wise decisions. Because right now, I don't feel like you're making any wise decisions besides having a cocktail. <laughs> so he says, you know what? He doesn't care. She makes him happy. He loves her. After five days, he loves her. And he's not going to change his mind. Okay. Okie dokie. Meanwhile, Abby and Gabby are at the beach. Uh, they actually live in Guadalajara, which I didn't realize. And they're in Puerto Vallarta to meet up with Frankie. Frankie's coming over. And, you know, Gabby's painting a picture for him, making a little gift for him. She's feeling all happy about it. I need to fix this. It's really bugging me. Um, there we go. And meanwhile... All I see on Abby's face is guilt, like straight guilt. She knows she's about to be pulling the biggest scam, sham, whatever. She's looking out for her own personal best interest, not the interest of her relationship of 10 years, but her own personal best interest. And, you know, that's kind of sad if you think about it. And guilt was all over her face. So Gabby's talking about Frankie coming back and him being like a big, cuddly bear he's humpable her words kinky her words and she's excited to you know have some fun again on the beach thinking that that's all it's going to be it's going to be a hookup right because they enjoy bringing uh that male energy into the relationship occasionally right because they want to get the penis once in a while um, so Gabby doesn't know that Abby and Frankie are in love and have different plans than besides having this romantic tryst for a week. They literally are going to tell Gabby that they're in love, they plan to get married, and Abby plans to move to America. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, I don't know how Abby's keeping the secret from Gabby for so long. Like, you... That shows me that you don't have a stable, open relation, like open and communication relationship. Because how are you not going to tell your partner of 10 years that this is what you're thinking of? And even if it's a scam, 
like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. What do you think? Like, I want to move to America. Do you want to move to America? Well, we have this in with this dude and I can get him. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not say anything at all? And then you're going to have this dude fly in from another country and you're going to confront your your girlfriend of 10 years and say, oh, by the way, this dude that we spent five days with. Yeah, I love him now. We've talked for five months over the phone and we're in love. He's going to propose and we're going to get married. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? So they, Gabby and Abby have gotten involved with other men before, but no repeat partners. And the reason being is that they've had that issue before where the guy falls in love with one of them. It gets complicated. Um, and so they don't usually repeat partners. It's always someone different because they know it's just for fun. It's just for the moment. And it's just so that they can get a little bit of penis. Uh, but what she doesn't know about this trip is that it's not just about the fun. And so she thinks Frankie's going to come in. They're going to have fun like they did last time. And then Frankie's going to go back to the U S and that's definitely not the case. The case is completely different. He's going back thinking that he has a fiance and that fiance is not you, Gabby. The other thing we learned is Gabby doesn't speak English. And so Abby and Frankie have been doing all the talking, right? Because Abby does speak English and Frankie doesn't speak Spanish. So Abby is the one that has been um, translating everything, right? And having the communication between the three of them. And so it's interesting to me because she even mentions it to Gabby. She's like, you know, I feel like you think that I don't translate everything that Frankie says completely. I feel like you think you're distrustful of my, my translating. No, Abby, that's your guilt. You know that you're not translating the things that you're supposed to be translating. You know that you have this whole side relationship that you haven't told Gabby about, and it's your guilt oozing out of your face. That's what's happening right now. Your guilt is oozing out of your face. It's not that Gabby's distrustful, because why would she be distrustful? She just thinks this is a fling and you guys are having a good time. She feels bad that she can't connect with Frankie on the same level that you connect with him because she doesn't speak English, but she doesn't think anything of it. She just thinks, oh, we're having fun. I wish I could talk to him a little bit more and have more fun. But no, Abby... You're the one that is feeling guilty. And even when they were doing their to camera, you guys, you could see that as Gabby was talking about, oh, yeah, he's going to come. We'll have some fun. He's going to go back to America. The guilt was all over Abby's face. She's like kept looking. And I was like, I wish instead of looking to camera, Gabby was looking at her woman because she could see on her woman's face, given the fact that they've been together for 10 years, that there's something going on. Seriously. So <clears throat> Abby says she wants to marry Frankie, move to the U.S., and then bring Gabby to the U.S., and they can all be together. And she just hopes that they absolutely love her enough to do that. All right, so that's their story. Now, here's what I was, gonna, was saying at the top, that I don't want you guys to come for me, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. I want to talk about 
I want to I want to ask you something. So I feel like in America, the talk that we don't really have very often is about obesity. And I'm not talking just like, oh, I'm I'm plus size and I'm beautiful and all of that because beauty does come in all shapes and sizes. I'm talking about like morbid obesity where I fear for that person's health for the for the long haul with high blood pressure and all of that, especially in African-American community where high blood pressure is leads to heart failure, heart attacks, strokes, and the like. And I don't understand why we don't talk about it. And I've noticed that even in the 90 day world where the foreigner moves over and they, they gain that freshman 15 or like, my good girl Crystal said the K one thirty, and we don't really talk about it, you know. And why? Why do we not talk about it? And why do you think that is? Why do? You, what is it about America that makes you gain weight? I feel like I know the answer. I feel like the portions in America are huge, huger than anywhere else in the world, and so. Yeah, you're getting a bang for your buck, but your portion sizes are bigger. So, like, everything is super size, super size. And um, it's cheaper, in my opinion, for people to get fast food than to buy groceries. And I think that, you know, for people who want to, you know, have fresh fruits and vegetables and, and all of that stuff, it's more expensive. You guys, listen, with this inflation thing, I can't, I can't even explain to you how ridiculous it is. So first off, there were two things that hurt my heart this past month. I love strawberries and I love making stuff with strawberries and putting strawberries in my salads and all this stuff. And a little like container of strawberries was $8, $8, $8. When I know like you could go to, you know, fast food 202 over there and get like 10 meals for $8. Do you see what I'm saying? And then the second thing with the whole strawberries and like the what was it? Hepatitis thing. It just broke my heart. I was like, you guys just don't want me to have strawberries. $8. Ridiculous. Oh, so Crystal says, what's the issue? It's our food. Laura says, overweight people have been disrespected so much by everyone that many people don't want to say anything. Michelle says, it's always good to be honest with your partner. And Laura also says, I think they're well aware of their bodies and don't need me to say anything about it. Crystal says, we're going to keep hearing about these strawberries, huh? Yes, you are, Crystal. Yes, you are. Until inflation goes down, you are going to hear about strawberries being $8, which is unnecessary. It's unnecessary. I can go up to, um, what is it? Anyways, Northern California to the strawberry fields and pick the strawberries for myself and get a whole crate for $8. So yes, we're going to talk about it because I think the food prices are ridiculous. I think they're ridiculous and unfair. So yes, $1 tacos. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I just wanted to see what you guys' opinion was because I mean, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me. All right, moving on to Danielle. 
Ooh, Danielle and Johan. Johan, yo, Johan. Okay, so Danielle's going to the Dominican Republic to see her man, her fiance, Johan. Uh, she's getting married to him next week. And, she, you know, she's having some thoughts. Her heart is all in saying, hell yeah, I want to marry him. I love him. I want to be with him. And her head has some doubts. And I really feel like she should listen to her head because I, not that I don't, I think Johan is probably a good person, but Johan has, he definitely has an agenda. And if you guys remember all the way back to the family Chantel before the family Chantel, when they were on 90 day fiance and how we learned about that whole, there are a group of young men, Dominicans that scout out older American women specifically for the green card. And if you even think back, even before Pedro and Chantel days on 90 day fiance, and you take it back a little bit, even more uh, with Molly and her dude, we learned about this. Like there's a whole, and I'm not saying Johan is this person, but I, I do feel like he may fall in that category where he's younger than her he has an agenda. He wants to try to get her pregnant right away because he knows that would be his golden ticket 100%. However, he's not even establishing himself and he's got no money, no nothing. And all he's bringing to the table is him digmatizing her. And I just... Use your brain. Use your brain. Let's use our brains. All right, so... She's having some doubts. And so she's going to go see her spiritual advisor. So we find out that she grew up Catholic, but um, she is into this uh, Aoife tradition. And Aoife makes her think more closely about the decisions she's going to make. So she goes to see her Baba, who is going to do like a spiritual reading on her and advise her about this trip that she's having, right? So he does this whole thing with nuts in his hand. He's like shaking them, shaking them, then throws them on the floor. And then he takes a chain and he throws it on the ground um, to connect to the spirits and find out what path she should be on. And then Jessica is her spiritual mentor. And what I took from that situation is that Jessica like is taking on the energies and reading the room as well, right? So she's got Jessica and her Baba reading her spirits. Um, and so Baba says that what his reading is that Johan is a big flirt. And Jessica's reading is that Johan has some tension with his ex. And there's going to be some type of issue with his ex there. And he's a womanizer. And so that's going to be something that that Danielle needs to pay attention to. Now, listen, y'all. I told y'all that last week. I didn't need a, her spiritual advisor to say, this dude works at a major hotel. He is a fitness guru. And so he sees women every single day. You better believe he's hooking up with, with the foreigners that are at the hotel. You better believe it. You better believe it. All day, every day. All day, every day. So, and, you know, he's young, he's single, good on him. That's what you should do. What you're not about to do, which I keep telling you guys, is you don't 
your vacay bay doesn't become your woman. Something about Jessica, excuse me, not Jessica, something about Danielle, he sees like, oh, she seems like I can pull another, a little bit of a fast one on her. She seems like she can get me to America and she's going to pay for everything. Crazy to me. Crazy to me. So Baba says when she goes to the Dominican Republic, here's what she's going to have to do to get his cheating, womanizing ways away from him. She's going to have to go to the river, plant a banana tree, and then she's going to have to put eggs and fruit around the banana tree as an offering to the spirit to have Johan stop being a womanizer. I wonder if that only works like by the river. You know what I mean? So like, I, I mean, I, I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know. I've been cheated on in the past. And I wonder if I, if I had a banana tree, if I could like plant it in the backyard and put some eggs around it and some fruit and it would do the same thing. I'm just curious. Or is that just... For the Dominican Republic and like everywhere you go, it's it's a, a different ritual. Don't know. Curious. If you know, let me know. <laughs> also, in this whole spiritual situation, she has to keep away from peanuts. That's it. So peanuts, a banana tree, some egg and fruit should turn things around real quick. Meanwhile, we go to the Dominican Republic and Johan is nervous to see Danielle. Um, but he knew since the moment he saw her that she'd be his wife and he's hoping that nothing has changed her mind. And you guys, that sentence right there says it all to me. You're hoping that she hasn't changed her mind because she's your meal ticket out of there. She's your meal ticket to America. She's your meal ticket to a better life. So you're hoping that she hasn't changed her mind and you want to make sure that she's like, yeah, we're in this. We're I'm in it to win it. Huge. It's all in the words. Um, so she's landed and she's having, you know, the doubts are creeping into her hair, head. She's like, I recognize it's possible. I don't know the real Johan um, because we haven't really spent any time together but she hopes she's not making a big mistake, but her heart is telling her that she loves him and wants to be with him. So he's standing outside of the airport. She comes through. They have big hug, big kiss, huge uh, height different. Cause she's like four eleven, He's like six, five. Um, but I mean, it looked like they had chemistry. It looked like he was happy to see her. And, you know, are you happy to see her because you love her? Or are you happy to see her? Because again, she's the ticket to your future. Um, he gives her a really weird compliment, which I won't get into, but I had a lot of things to say about it. So he's like, you're so pretty. You're so white. And she's like, oh yeah, I know. I haven't had enough fun. And he's like, no, it looks good like that. And uh, I'm going to leave that alone for now, because what you don't want me to do is go off on a complete tangent on the standards of beauty and how we've been drilled in our heads for so long about what the standards of beauty are and blonde hair, blue eyes has always been the Euro standard, but it's not the standard for the world. And if you look at 
diversity and you look at women nowadays, all the different shades are all beautiful in their own way. And so when I hear stuff like that, it just totally sets me off. And so that is all I'll say about it. So they're going to stay at a hotel for the first few nights um, just so they can have alone time. It's been some time since they've been together, you know, and they want to get a little jiggy jiggy with that. And then they're going to go to his hometown and meet his family. So get to the hotel, you guys, and she has brought all her spiritual tools with her. So she's clearing the energy of the room first. She says anytime she goes to a hotel, she smudges the room with sage. She starts smudging him because she doesn't know where he's been. Um, and I guess I didn't know this, but when you are saging, the less smoke that comes out, she says, is it means the room is clearer of poor energy. I didn't know that was something that I just learned today when I watched this episode. Um, so she does that. And then Johan said that when he first met her, he thought with all the rituals that she does, that she was a witch. And, you know, the next thing she's doing, she's setting up her altar with all her deities and in the midst of doing that, she had a healing stone that she dropped. And when it's a rose court healing stone that she dropped, it cracked on the bottom and then there were pieces missing from it. And so she thinks, oh my God, this is an omen. It's a bad sign. You know, it might mean that um, she's going to get her heart broken or it might mean that something in the foundation of the relationship is not solid. Listen, Danielle. All of these thoughts that you're having, your gut instinct that's telling you something is not right, listen to your gut. If if you need your rose quartz to break for you to realize that something is not right, something is not right. You know it. I know it. We all know it. He's hot. Go ahead and have some fun with him again. But to marry him and the only thing he's bringing to the table is his good looks and his big penis, you're going to be taking care of him for a while. For a while, because think of, oh, there's so much to think about. He's got no money. He wants to, the money that he does have, he uses it to support his family. So he expects you to pay for everything. And we'll talk about that as well. And then he says that he wants to live in New York and in the Dominican Republic. So homes in both places, who's going to pay for that? Then he has to not, he has some, some things that he has to work on, right? So He's going to come to America and he's going to have to work on his English, right? And yeah, he can absolutely, you know, speak Spanish and in some part, and especially in New York City, be able to maneuver that city without speaking English. But at some point, he's going to have to speak English. So there's that part. Then he's going to have to get a job. So there's that part. And then he's going to have to get acclimated to the city. So there's that part. And you're going to have to support him until he can do these things. So, and, and you want to add a baby into the mix. So then you're now taking care of your husband and your baby. All right. Okay, Danielle. I feel like you should go with your gut. So they go for dinner and their toast was not, hey, I'm so happy to see you again. I love you. I want to be with you. Your toast was, uh, here's to having a baby. And... You know, she's worried because she's a bit older. Doctor says she has a couple more years. 
um, to to have a baby, and he wants to have a baby immediately. And so he's like, don't worry about it. Nothing is impossible for God. He believes in miracles. And you know what? I agree with him. Nothing is impossible with God. And she's asking, like, are you set for the wedding? Like, have you gotten the flowers and the photographer, the venue, all the things? Are we set to have this wedding? Right? Because obviously she's away, so he had to plan it all. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that, that I need is the rest of the money for my suit. So his suit was... I don't know what the, I should have looked that up. Anyways, whatever the currency is in the Dominican Republic, it was 3,500. And she gave him the deposit for his suit. Now he needs to come up with the rest of the deposit and he says he doesn't have the money. And the equivalent for the rest of the deposit is 61 US dollars that he doesn't have. And so she's like, well, you want to have a baby, but you don't have money for a suit? You know, babies are way more expensive than a, you know, a hundred and thirteen dollar suit. So if you can't come up with one hundred and thirteen dollars, you still want to come up with a baby. Make it make sense. Oh, I know. You think that the rich white American woman who's older than you is going to be your sugar mama? And so you, you don't care. All your pennies are going back to your family because that's what you really care about. And having a baby being so important to you is because that is your lock-in key that she ain't going nowhere. And you have your one foot in the door to America and the American dream. Stop it. So she explains, Danielle explains how they argue a lot about money and he's assuming that she's going to pay for everything, which she does uh, because she's the American. And so any hotel, dinner, uh, excursion, all the things, hey, Stevie, all the things, she pays for it. But here's the thing that, again, I was reminded of with my interview with Gerard this, this afternoon or this morning, this afternoon, this afternoon. Gerard said, you can't force people to do anything that they don't want to do. It's absolutely true, right? So you're not forced. She's not being forced to do this. No one's saying, hey, you have to do it. She's doing it, making a choice, and then complaining about it. So I was reminded of that today because I was like, oh, how can, how dare he take for a ride? How dare he expect her to pay for all the things? But guess what? Danielle's choosing to do it because she could easily say, no, this is not for me. I'd rather be courted or rather it be 50-50 or whatever they work out. But what it's not going to be is me just paying for you all the time. But because she does it, then she has to some way be okay with it. Um, and so them fighting about you know money, you're fighting about money, but then you're sending him the deposit for his suit. You're fighting about money, but then you're going out for dinner. You're fighting about money, but then you're flying out to the Dominican Republic to marry him. And you all know what I'm going to say. If you don't have those four conversations before you get in a serious relationship, you are going to have problems. If you don't talk about sex, 
how important it is to you in a relationship or how not important it is to you in a relationship, that's going to be an issue. If you don't talk about money, how you spend money, how you save money, what you do with your money, that's going to be a problem. If you don't talk about children, if you want children, if you don't want to have children, how to raise the children, all the things, that's going to be a problem. If you don't talk about religion or spirituality and how it pertains to your everyday life, that's going to be a problem. It's how it pertains to raising your kids. If you choose to have kids, that's going to be a problem. You have to have those conversations. And so if you're already fighting about money right now and yet you're accepting it, then in 10 years from now or in five years from now or in two years from now, when he comes to America and he ain't got no job and he doesn't feel like he needs to get a job and you're having to support him, you can't then continue to complain and bitch at him because he showed you who he was when you were dating him. Um, so he says, yeah, he, he doesn't have any money. The money he makes, he uses to support his family. Uh, he lives in the poorest town in the Dominican Republic and life isn't easy. And, you know, to that, I say, if you don't have it, then why are you expecting someone else to have it for you? And, you know, Fancy hotels and all of that stuff. I don't know. I mean, you deserve to live your best life. I just think that you need to look at the whole bigger picture of the situation. Um, Danielle asked him, you know, where do you want to live in the future? He wants to live both in New York and in the Dominican Republic. And then she's like, well, you're going to need a plan then because she's not going to handle all of it. She's not going to just continue to pay for things and expect to have a home there and a home here and all the things. And she's worried that He's just thinking about the financial security and the green card. Okay, so Danielle, in this one-hour episode, you have mentioned your doubts probably about half a dozen times. That is your gut speaking to you. You know something's not right. You know this fool is in it for the wrong reasons, but you're digmatized. So you're looking at him like, oh, and, and you said it. He's so hot. He's so beautiful that you're allowing that to take precedent over everything else. So- what we don't want to do and what I don't want to hear from you in future episodes is you coming back to this money situation and being mad about it. You coming back to the green situa card situation and being mad about it because the red flags that, that you're seeing and that you are verbally calling out, you're verbally calling them out, but you're choosing to ignore them. Okay. So they have their little romantic dinner, you guys. And then they go back to the hotel room to have, what is it? Who calls it? Someone calls it sexy time. Oh, Memphis. Sexy time. And she has a portion, a potion, a magic sex, magical spells that she has to do first before they can have sex. So she's doing the sex magic to help her get pregnant. Um, and Johan doesn't have a problem with it as long as it results in them having sex. Fine. However, She's doing like a whole incense thing. And then there was this chakra oil. And I don't know about you, but you're not putting anything in my mouth that I don't know what it is. But he did under his tongue and she took it. And she says the oil harnesses their orgasm to manifest whatever it is that you want to manifest. That energy manifests it and pulls it out and you manifest oh lord 
Oh, Lord. Keeping my eye on the prize. Love, peace, romance, happiness, joy, living my best life, peace, honor, loyalty, happiness, joy. Oh, Lord. Just, you know what? Stop it. Just, just, just stop it. Go ahead and live your best life. What you're not about to do is put anything in my mouth and tell me that it's some crazy chakra oil that's harnessing my, my orgasm to like, no, nah, nah. Can it just, can we just like do this? <laughs> Anyways, you guys, that was the episode. It was, oh my God, I can't, I can't forget my last couple. They're my favorite, Ariana and Sherlon. Woo, I almost forgot about them. I love Sherlon. I love how direct he is. He knows what he wants and what he doesn't want. And no one's going to push him around. Respect his boundaries. And I appreciate the fact that he knows who he is as a person. And he is representing himself consistently that way. So Ariana, all she cares about is she wants to have a husband for her baby. Nothing else matters. Odin, their baby boy who's adorable, is 10 months old now. Uh, Super fun, happy healthy baby and he's papito to sherlon who is ready to meet his son and so next week ariana is flying out back to jamaica so that they can meet in person uh crystal says i love brother sherlon exactly so they can meet in person because they've only known each other via the video chats right and so she's video chatting with him and He's excited about Odin and he's chit-chatting with Odin, saying all the things. And Ariana turns around and like makes it about herself, right? She's like, well, I see you're excited to meet or see Odin, but are you excited to see me? And he laughs and doesn't say anything. And she's like, honestly, like, we don't, you used to like compliment me and say how beautiful I was and all the things. And now you don't do any of that. And she was, he was like, shut up, Ari. Like he didn't even acknowledge it. He didn't allow her to bring him into whatever confrontation that, that she was trying to have. He was just not having it. Um, so she's like, you know what? He never asked about me. He just asked about Odin. He's not verbally affectionate to me. And, you know, I really want to know where we stand because I can't keep putting my life on hold for him. And meanwhile, he's like, well, I appreciate you. And she's like, well, I don't want you to just appreciate me as, as Odin's mom. I want you to appreciate me as your woman. And he's like, listen, I've only spent time with you on vacation. I'm not sure if I'm committed to being with you and, or in this relationship. And he knows that she wants to be with him, but he doesn't know if he wants to be with her and he wants to spend time and see if he does. And I thought that that was the most honest thing that he can say. He's like, you know what? I was not ever planning to be with you. We hooked up. We both hooked up without protection. So guess what? We're both responsible for having this baby. Now the baby's here. I love the baby. I, I want to own, like, take responsibility for the, my baby. I don't necessarily want to be with you. But she thinks that, ooh, I had a baby with this man, so this man now has to be with me. And, you know, it's not necessarily going to work out like that. Like, they may have to just be good friends and co-parents. He may not want to be with her romantically. And that's the decision you made in the moments that you made them. Uh, Crystal says, Ariana is a cute girl. Find yourself a dude that wants you and just 
co-parent? Why does she need to have a relationship with him? Stop begging this dude to want you. Facts. And she also says they're not in a relationship. Why doesn't she know that? We all know that. That part. But then if you remember, Crystal, how crazy delusional she was about just being in a relationship, getting married, getting married, getting married was going to solve all the problems because she was pregnant and she doesn't want to be a single mother. And she is not going to raise this child by herself. Remember all of that craziness last season? She seems to have chilled out a bit. And I think it's because she was forced to, to raise this baby by herself because she doesn't have a choice. And I think that that chilled her out a little bit, but now she wants her husband. She still wants the idea like, Hey, this is not just my baby daddy. This is my husband. So we'll see. Um, Sherman's like, you know what? We have a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of unanswered issues in this, in this. And we're going to take the time that you come here to try to sort through them. And you know what? We'll be optimistic, but we're also going to be realistic. And I was like, there is no truer statement. He's optimistic, but he's going to be realistic. If every single 90 day person could use that as their motto, we would save a lot of heartbreak, a lot of fighting, but then we wouldn't get the drama that we love to have. Um, that's the show. And uh, thank you guys. Happy weekend to you. I will see you guys very soon. Make sure to like and subscribe and tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Patreon subscribers, I will see you guys in an hour for news and gossip. Bye for now.